0: This episode is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. Experienced wealth managers who go above and beyond to guide and support you. CanDo is more than just an attitude. It's navigating today for a brighter tomorrow. Visit CanDoWealth.com Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots. I'm James Heal and I'm joined today by Katie Balls and Isabel Hardman. Now Katie, the Prime Minister has been giving a big speech this morning in Dover about small boats. Tell us more.
1: Yes, I think this is part of an attempt by number 10, been accused of leaving a news vacuum to try and show a sense of momentum when it comes to the Prime Minister's five priorities and of course key to that is stopping the boats, many think you cannot stop the boats by the time of the next election Um, but what um, Rishi Sunak wants to do is try and I think signal both to the public but I think particularly to MPs, perhaps those on the right of the party, um, that there are developments here, so uh, there's a range of figures he has been pointing to when it comes to progress, so in the speech Rishi Sunak has pointed to progress on Albania which is something we I think is probably the most covered of the metrics to say that. The percentage that used to be has been uh, massively reduced uh, in terms of Albanians coming here. Also pointing out uh, work when it comes to the asylum backlog. Uh, The legacy asylum backlog is down by almost a fifth since December. The French deal, he claims, has prevented 33,000 illegal crossings last year, 40% more than the year before. And then I think probably the, the key thing he's trying to say so the the cherry on the cake that was not briefed out the night before is uh, that small boat arrivals to the UK are down by 20% this year and this is the first time since the small boat phenomenon began that arrivals in the first half of the year fell compared to the year before which is trying to say that this is not just down to the weather we know how much the weather affects these things you can often see um, the figures falling drastically you speak to a seasoned home office official and they say do not get excited Um, this is actually largely factors outside the hand but the point being that this is not a europe-wide trend because smaller boat arrivals to europe are up 30 percent rose down over here now people pull through this and i think we'll point to things like the weather but the question is is rishi sunak showing that his focus on delivery is paying off um i think they this is part of a wider strategy by number 10 to start and we might see more in the future on things like the economy when it comes to different priorities to try and um keep up the sense that they are making progress. When we've seen a lot of pessimism recently, I think particularly since local elections, about how
0: tricky it will be to meet those five. Isabel, I mean, what do you rate the chances of the Prime Minister hitting this target? He's obviously been there at the podium behind the words saying stop the boats. Uh, No one expects him to stop all the boats, do they?
2: No, they don't. I think, in a sense, this is one of the targets that he can afford not to meet Because there are lots of other people he can blame, and voters are still more likely to trust the Conservatives on this than they are with Labour. Um, And so it can be a salient issue uh, at the next election and an issue that involves government failure, but that ultimately probably still benefits the Tories. But he has to have it as a priority because it is something that Conservative MPs get aerated about, and also that. Not just you know, regular conservative voters, but but Labour voters who the the party's hoping to to either attract or retain as ex Labour red wall voters, um, in those uh, northern and midland seats, um, that the party's desperately trying to work out how to hold on to. So I I think it's probably unlike targets on the economy and the NHS. Probably there's a, there's a little bit more wriggle room here. But what I think is interesting is that there's also A lot of action going on to increase the number of asylum detention spaces. So that's an acknowledgement that you're not actually going to stop the boats. There are still going to be people coming here. And uh, the other very live issue um, and something I think that if you talk to MPs who represent seats a long way from Dover, uh, say actually does really aerate their voters, is hotels um, and other Detention centres of, of one type or another. So there is still the problem in terms of the asylum processing backlog, but also the acknowledgement there that actually the, the boats are not going to be stopped. So somewhere needs to be found to accommodate uh, these people while their claims are being processed.
1: And you saw in the announcement today, Rishi Sunak talking about those two barges, and um, one barge being operational, he is claiming within a fortnight. I think to Isabel's point, the question is. Is a barge more acceptable than a hotel to constituents who are getting frustrated? Now, it clearly means probably um, a reduced use of hotels, which is the plan in some constituencies. But we've already seen the backlash in those constituencies, which will have the barges in. So you're, you're moving the problem on and perhaps to a, a smaller number of MPs and voters who who have to live with it directly as a result. But it is still going to upset. You know, voters somewhere and the fact that lots of people do not want the barge in their area. I think what's interesting is clearly Richie Sinek wants to talk about illegal migration. So we've had the legal migration conversation recently which I think is one where the government is just doing less whereas he wants to make illegal migration for the reasons Isabel outlined a key factor at the next general election. It seems to me though when it comes to those five priorities, I mean so many of them are actually involved in the economy. I think that's probably what's more important and seen by that in government in terms of the next election that each priority has been picked because they are a voter priority but I think in terms of MPs small boats is the most important.
0: And Isabel I mean Labour clearly thinks that this is going to be an issue he wants to talk about As Katie says it's something he's highlighted repeatedly made himself the face of it what, what does Labour really have to say about all of this because I mean obviously they want to focus on the criminal gangs etc but that's natural Labour territory what else do they really have to offer on this?
2: Well that's uh, very much the question that uh, Rishi Sunak asks that every PMQs uh, is, well, what does Labour have to offer on this? You've got no policies at all. And uh, there are some areas where that's probably an unfair assertion now. It's probably not unfair when it comes to um, illegal migration and asylum. Labour's still very much stuck in that groove of, or rut, I should say, of saying, we would do this better, but basically the same thing. And it's interesting that Keir Starmer has chosen to lead Prime Minister's questions, I think a couple of times over the past few months, on the topic of migration, whether it be legal or illegal. Um, because there's a lot of people within the Labour Party who say, you know, why are we drawing attention to something that voters are just not going to turn to us on? Um, he's got a very bullish stance in terms of bringing it up and increasing its salience. But has the party necessarily won back the trust of voters? Um on this that's that's much less much less clear for Labour
1: and the funny thing just on on boats for Rishi Sunak is the more he talks about it actually there's some polls suggesting the more Rishi Sunak talks about stopping the small boats the greater voter dissatisfaction is because they think oh this isn't being uh, dealt with but I think the flip side is if you are able to show progress and I think uh, a flight to Rwanda would obviously be a symbolic moment as well as Suara Bravman's dream at that point um you could if there is such disbelief it's going to happen, and then every, you keep talking about it. It's obviously very negative if it doesn't happen, but if it does, there could be quite a lot of reward.
0: And talking of Labour, Isabel, uh, over the weekend we've seen this row about Jamie Driscoll, who's one of Labour's uh, East mayors, described as the last uh, Corbyn Easter in power, um, being blocked from standing for this newly created uh, North Eastern mayor role. And over the weekend, Annie Burnham and Steve Rotherham, who are the respectively mayors of Manchester and Liverpool, come out and criticise the decision. Talk us through the politics of it.
2: Yeah, so this is a, a fascinating um, late example of the uh, the Starmer reshaping of the party and the sort of um, the brutal approach to uh, internal party structures, candidate selections and so on that uh, Katie recently covered with her stormtroopers spectator cover. And this is the um, Jamie Driscoll who uh, wanted to go for the northeast mayoralty. He's north of Tyne mayor at the moment. And he has not made the uh, long list. And there is surprise and shock, not just actually in the Labour Party about this. There's been uh, Nadim Zahawi and Simon Clarke were also praising Jamie Driscoll. Now, the reason it's alleged that Jamie Driscoll didn't make the long list was that he is one of the last Corbynites standing, um, and that this is a sort of, you know, an anti-left smear campaign by Starmer and his allies. Um, Labour's obviously trying to play a very straight bat on this. Andy Burnham and Steve Rotherham um, getting involved in this is is really fascinating. Um, And uh, I thought there was a really interesting quote um, from someone to uh, uh, Politico, from someone from the Keir Starmer camp saying, Andy is fishing in the swamp for votes. The problem for him is we've drained it which underlines, I think if you step aside from the the actual substance of the row, underlines the frustration that is felt um, in the lead of the opposition's office towards Andy Burnham, who obviously has has stood twice uh, for Labour leader and not got it, but continues to like to uh, posit himself uh, as a sort of latter-day David Miliband, someone who if only they could become Labour leader would sort all of the party's problems out and so there's this uh, lovely tension um, between him and Starmer's office which uh, I don't think is going to go away.
1: Yeah the lack of love uh, is really quite something and I think particularly when Andy Burnham gives interviews such as saying he would just get rid of the whipping system in Westminster um it's met with eye rolls by those who actually have to deal in Labour of what it would look like if they get into government.
0: An interesting sign of the tensions there perhaps in the Labour tent. Thank you Katie, thank you Isabel and thank you for listening to Coffee House Shots.